Welcome aboard. I'm Brad. I'm Eric. And I'm Scott. Welcome to My Ship Story Podcast. This is a podcast where we invite crew members, both past and present, to tell their stories about life at sea. So come up to the pool bar and grab a drink. Sit back, relax, because it's time for My, My Ship, Ship Story. <laughs> God, that was terrible. Welcome aboard, everybody, to another episode of the My Ship Story Podcast. We have a really neat guest on today, another fellow purser. Always good to have on, always fun. But before we get to her, let's check in with Scott. Scott, you got anything going on? Anything exciting? Uh, I, I will say yes, and I'll tell you about it. But I just, for some reason in my mind, when you say, welcome to my ship story, you say, it sounds like a, like a porno voiceover. That's what I'm, that's what I'm doing this podcast for. I'm trying, it's a step. Into, training. Yeah. It's yeah. only porno my, training. my ship, right, my right. only fans, but uh, yeah, it's well, for my own, I, I'm practicing for my only fans account. Uh, only go. thing interesting. Well, it's not really interesting. I'm going through a, uh, a really pissed off stage because uh, I had to go in. Did I just sound like Mr. Haney? <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to sell you this couch for a hundred dollars. Um, I had to go in and uh, do some video drone video for this uh, 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 hotel chain that somebody bought. I go out there. I'm recording. This is a business thing. I am uh, about 12 feet up. And I looked down on my screen, it says drone disconnected. And I look up, did a face plant right in front of my Jeep. So yeah, it's wiped out. It's an expensive drone. So now I've got to uh, find out how to fix it and stuff. Oops. How about you, Eric? Can we get a puppy <clears throat> update? Yes, I'll give you a puppy update. So today is the first day that we let him um, around the other dogs. And I was hopeful that at least Charlie, who's the youngest, would would get along with him. But nope, they all hate him. he just goes mad running after him he's just really playful he's so so cute i would show him on the camera but he's in the crate sleeping so i am not waking him up because he's a little terror so the the old dog get he gets anywhere close to my oldest one who's 18 and a half now i i don't know if i already mentioned that the vet identified identified him as a red healer which is an australian cattle dog which is a super high energy dog which is not what i was expecting <laughs> so we'll see what happens let's get to our guest today like i mentioned before fellow purser uh welcome to the show Suzanne McClay Buchanan. Thank you. All right. All right. I've only I've only been Buchanan for a few years, so I still it's still like weird when I hear that name. So um and they said it wouldn't last. <laughs> you guys all having right. all these big glasses of wine and stuff. I feel I feel bad because I have a miniature bottle. I feel like Andre the Giant with this <laughs> miniature bottle of, of beer. And don't forget about uh, Whirlwind Winery for all Whirlwind your winery, uh, winery oh, there needs. You go. Whirlwind um, Winery, are you plugging, uh, is that your side hustle now? Your uh, side oh, it, hustle? it has yeah. been for many years. It's been a slog. But anyway, enough with that. <laughs> um, can you tell us a little bit about how you got to work on ships? Back in the day, after I finished uh, uni in the UK, I was working as a secretary and I saw this advert for P&O European Ferries. So I think, Eric, you worked with Princess. So that yeah, was there. Yeah. So it was going to double my salary at the time. So it was kind of a no brainer. The only problem was that I'm not a very good swimmer. 
and they made you do these wet drills. So they took you to the local swimming pool at like five in the morning and they stood you on top of this, I don't know, 32 foot tower and went jump into the water. And I don't like heights. And I, as I said, I'm not great with swimming. So I, all I could think of was going to make more money, going to make more money, going to make more money. So anyway, I did it. I about died in the process. I passed around and they pulled me out by, the, by my hair. I have a visual going right now. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, Doggy it was a yeah, yeah. It was a nightmare. So they made me do all of that. And I got the job. Um, but that's how I started. So I went to work for them as a receptionist was my title. Um, and basically, I really enjoyed it, but I wasn't going to go anywhere. They kind of had me at this ceiling because I hadn't cleaned the toilet. I didn't start at the company as a toilet cleaner. So they said, well, you know what? We can't really promote you because the crew won't respect you because you've come what? in at this level. So you just can't get promoted. You're going to stay where you are. Okay, so that's the strangest thing I've ever heard. Wow. It was, it was such a misogynistic, it was a very weird place to work. And that's a whole other My Ship story. So my friend comes back from a kibbutz in Israel with a newspaper and I've heard wow. a lot of the crew members say they've had a newspaper advert so this Matt yeah. Newworth in Tel Aviv they were looking for us boys cocktail waitresses and assistant purses I applied you know I like everyone has said that's been on this I packed up my little resume and sent it by snail mail didn't expect to hear anything back and then got a phone call or something back from this guy in Tel Aviv saying um, you know, what's your experience? And I said, well, I've worked on a ferry. Somebody from Royal Caribbean <laughs> called me and said, you know, can you, typical, can you be in Miami in three weeks? And I'm like, uh, do I have to clean toilets? Yeah, three weeks. Toilets. That's an eternity. Like three weeks is an eternity. That, that's almost on, a long enough yeah. time to forget about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So where did you, uh, what ship did you get on and how was it with your first roommate and your first boarding the ship? So as most of us did, I spent, I think, two weeks at the Marriott in Biscayne, had an absolute blast. There were a ton of shoppies that joined with me. Um, so, you know, I kind of, I'm sure you all had the same thing where it's nice that you've got some built-in friends when you get on the ship. But having worked on a ferry, I thought, ah, I've got this. But I do remember October of 94, going to the sovereign and just looking up and going oh my goodness this thing is giant compared to um i think our ferries were like forty thousand tons or something so um i really thought i had it all in the bag i'm like i'm gonna ace this i've done ships before it's all gonna be great and i get on the ship i get a tour did any of you ever work with gareth owen yes oh yes. my god yeah yes we need to get him on here yeah absolutely. gareth Gareth got so many of us in trouble. He is <laughs> such an instigator. Oh yeah. So like he was guy. he was tasked to give me a tour of the ship. And you know, we're walking around and he's showing me everything. And of course, like most of us, it's just going. I'm like, I have no clue where this place is or this place or where am I even going to work. So we're talking, and you know, he's like, Well, clearly you're a Brit. I'm like, yep, yeah, you too. He says, where are you from? And I said, well, I'm from Kent. And he said, oh, I'm from Kent too. He said, whereabouts? And I said, you wouldn't know it. It's a tiny little village. We literally were next door to each other in these tiny little villages that had, you know, maybe 40, 50 people living in each of these villages. So we knew exactly. Wow. 40 or from. 50 people? 40, like yeah. no thousand. Like I thought no you were going to say like just four 40. or 5,000. Yeah. Nope. Oh, nope. my God. No, nope. nope. I grew up in Finglesham. 
And I think we had one, well, we had two pubs, one burnt down. So we were one pub and 30 houses. And if you get him on, he'll corroborate this. He grew up in Tilmanston, which had one pub and 30 houses. So that was nice to meet someone from my neck of the woods. That's my block. That's the size of my block that I'm on. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's the size of Faye. That's the size of uh, of my my hometown is is about 50 50 people. That's it. Yeah. Seriously, Brad? I knew it yeah. was small, but I didn't realize it was that small. <laughs> oh, no, it's only got one paved block. There's like three stop signs that nobody pays attention to. Everybody knows each other then. Every single buddy knows everybody. Oh, else. yeah. You know, Gareth and I wander around the ship and you kind of do that because no one's from where I'm from. Like, I have to tell people, even from the UK, I'm from Dover because they just don't know anything outside of there. But then when you start digging in and it turned out that we were village neighbors, that was kind of cute. So, All right. Yeah. So, you know, first tour of the ship, um, I think there was some drinks from the schooner bar and, you know, the usual like, all right, let's get into drinking. And oh, by the way, do you have a uniform? And I don't think I think I was missing some pieces. So they sent me downstairs to the uniform closet and, you know, you dug up some skirt that didn't fit you. And wait, you wait, you were in Miami for two weeks and you didn't have a full uniform. What was what were you doing? What were you doing there the whole time? I think, got, I think I got like one day skirt and something else there was a kerfuffle somewhere and so I didn't have a full set of uniforms so yeah I got to wear some interesting hand-me-downs so that was uh pretty awesome so um yeah my first roommate was Nicola Pat. Oh, oh, I remember Nicola. Okay. Oh my God. I had a blast working with Nicola. I forgot about yeah. Nicola. We have to get her She's on here. Too. She was crazy. Oh, She's so much fun. So much fun. Well, the, the only thing was though, so I was an assistant person and, you know, I'll get into the whole, what happened with that later, but she was group coordinator. So she worked days, but you know, as persons, we did nights and, she was dating one of the slot techs at the time. And so I think they would use our cabin to hang out. And so, you know, I didn't always get as much sleep as I would have liked. <laughs> um, why don't you, why don't you kick us off a ship story? Uh, hi everybody. My name is Sue McClay and this is my ship story. But I think I hadn't really taken into account how British I was and how I wasn't really used to Americans. <laughs> so you know I get on there and I get behind the desk and I have to tell you that Sam Evans was my first purser crew yeah Sam's a great guy (laughs) he's in good company man wanted to murder me from day one because um (laughs) first of all I liked the odd drink or two and so I would turn up for work and, you know, we'd be out in St. Thomas. Did you guys ever go to, Lime, was it Lime Tree Beach in St. Thomas? I remember Lime Tree. Uh, I yeah. remember Lime Tree something, yeah. It was tiny and they had like iguanas and stuff there just wandering around. And so if I could get off the ship in St. Thomas, you know, we'd all go over there like we did, have lunch and have a few drinks and then come back to people's cabins. And I was friends, I think I was on the corridor with all the dancers and the casino and the shoppies. So they didn't have to work. And what ship was this? This was a suffering. Okay. (laughs) I forgot that that people used to call that the suffering of the seas. The suffering of the seas. So (laughs) my first ship. And I, I took to the drinking side of it like a duck to water. 
the working side not so much so <laughs> you know we'd all we'd all get back from the beach and they'd all start firing up the blenders and making rum runners and it would be like quarter four and I'd be like oh I've got to be at work in 15 minutes <laughs> so I'd literally run to my cabin take a really quick shower throw my uniform on no makeup hair back soaking wet turn up at the front desk and Sam would be like, really? really? He'd be like, do you really think you're fit to work? I'm like, sure. <laughs> so then he would send me out to the back office and I'd have to make the room keys for about four hours. But That's I preferred that. I preferred that because I really thought that I had it kind of all dialed in. And I'd been to the States before joining ships. I've got cousins in Daytona and all that. And, you know, we traveled a lot. So I was pretty used to other cultures. But for some reason, I just... Americans and I just didn't really gel in the beginning. I mean, I remember my first couple of days on there and this is how dumb I was. Somebody came up to the front desk and asked me where the restroom was. And I didn't know what a restroom was. So I was like, oh, I'm sorry, sir. Like, if you need a rest, why don't you go back to your cabin? And he just looked at me and went like, where do they get these people from? And like one of the other persons, I can't remember his name. He was Canadian. I think his name was Ray. He was Ray uh, Kacharski? No, he, he wasn't Papa Smurf. He didn't have the beard. Oh. It was oh. um, another Ray, but he was so dry. And he just like kicked me under the desk and went, they mean the Ray Millard. Thing. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Yeah, Ray Millard. Ray Millard. Okay. Does that ring a bell? It does ring a bell. Yeah. Okay. Um, I haven't seen him or heard from him since the song written, but he was, I think he was kind of tasked to try and keep me on track because he was, he was funny, but he didn't go out and get absolutely hammered before his work shift. Ray Millard. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ray, if you're out there, thank you very much. But so he, he kind of kicked me in the shins and went, dude. They mean the bathroom. And I'm like, well, why didn't they say that? He's like, restroom means bathroom. I'm like, okay, Uh, chalk that one up. So that was round one. Round two was, um, you know, the phone rings all the time. I pick up the phone and some guy's complaining at me, of course, that his toilet doesn't flush. And can I come and fix it back to the toilets? Um, At least it wasn't cleaning them. (laughs) And so... I said, oh, I'm really sorry, you know, let me write a ticket for it and we'll get engineering up. And he says really loudly, turns around on the other side of the phone and says to his wife, I don't get what she's saying. She don't speak no English. And I was (laughs) absolutely offended. I was like, excuse me? (laughs) Invented the language. So, um, yeah, I had a few of these situations. And then the safety deposit box room. Oh, I remember that it didn't open till like one o'clock on embarkation day. And you'd get some of these old ladies from New York who would just be like, I've got to put my jewelry in a safe now. And I'd be like, well, I'm sorry. I'm the only person working the desk at the moment. Can you come back at one o'clock? We'll have someone else who does the safety deposit box room. But no, some of these people just weren't having it. So I got written up damn comment cards. I mean, I'd never seen a comment card in my life. Brits were very much like, you know, your dinner could come out burn and you still wouldn't send it back. So this whole demanding culture was just way, way too much for me. So I got written up a lot. And, you know, <laughs> and, and let me let me get in here. Let me get in here and just say I hated safety deposit boxes, too. They suck. I didn't mind working in there because it got me away from the front desk. I hated everyone that had a safe deposit box. Well, that's That's what I hated. 
I had one kid one night that wanted to open one because he wanted to put a banana in it because some girl that he had the hots for kissed it. So he uh, came with her and they opened a safety deposit box for it. And I was like, oh, Jesus. Are you All kidding right. me? So the comic cards would come in and <laughs> the person, chief person would read out. And a lot of them, it would be like, well, that could have been any of you. But there were a few that said something like the blonde British bitchy one or <laughs> the British blonde one was a bitch. And so and you were like, that could have been I, anybody. That could I, have been anybody. I have all of this lovely stuff here that I just found. Purser performance appraisal uh, from Mark Rumbarger on... <laughs> Rumbarger. Rumbarger, um, sorry. <laughs> he hates it when you mispronounce his name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, he's probably going to hate it even more, though. So he did write that Sue's very good at taking care of guest concerns. Um, but sometimes she doesn't always do very well with Americans. <laughs> oh, so I, I can't believe yeah, you kept that. That's awesome. I just can't believe that I have. All, I mean, I have. Is moved, that like a performance review or? Yeah, performance appraisal. Oh yeah, performance. Yeah. I have one from Mark. I've got one from Carol Sue, and I've got one from Simon Sparks, and I think I've got one from Al Cafino as well. So I was just. Goodness knows why I still have these. As you guys know, the ra- the ridiculous requests that you would get. I remember got written up by some guy who was so mad because he packed two bottles of scotch in his suitcase and they broke, of course. And then he <laughs> wanted us to not only do his dry cleaning, but he wanted the captain's cabin and he wanted us to replace the booze. And, wow. you know, every day he'd come by the desk and, you know, they'd get your name. And mine didn't say name tag boy or anything. It actually had my name on it. So it'd be like, uh, Sue, I spoke to you yesterday. I'll be back at the same time tomorrow to see if you can sort out my booze and dry cleaning and the captain's cabin. And I'd be like, okay. So needless to say, another write-up for me. So I think, you know, I think when I, I did my first, I had a long contract on the Sovereign. I think I was there from October of 94 to like March of 95, and I was supposed to go to the Monarch afterwards. I was dating a deck officer and apparently it was all set. And then it turns out that they're like, uh, you've been a little bit naughty. So you're going to go to the Viking Serenade. <laughs> <laughs> so my second contract was on the Viking Serenade. Subsequent contracts were on the Viking Serenade. So I got sent to the punishment ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 the way with me. I, I think every time I got sent to the Viking Serenade, I'm like, damn it, yeah. get your shit together. Come on. <laughs> oh, first supercharge on that. And mm. and I think seconds, didn't they have second supercharge or was that payroll? I can't for, remember. For anyway, a short time, for a short time, they had that position and they eventually got rid of it. And we had to lug all of those computers up to that high lounge and do all and collect all the money and at the end of the cruise early early in the morning we'd have to get up at like four or five o'clock in the morning lug all that stuff up there plug all that computer stuff in up in that uh, up in there it was such a dumb the dumb thing but it was was awful if you were doing supercharge then last night of the cruise you had to get up at midnight because You used to start working at midnight and then you worked the whole day till the next day, like at 11 or 12 and then got a break. Well, yeah. I think I was the second there because uh, I was there okay. with Laura Redmond. Okay. So That's Laura was probably right? already there and I had yeah. to get up and help her move all this stuff. But then I had to sit up there with her and collect money. 
So it was the two of us. So how does the, uh, so we've had some, everybody that's spent any time on the lemonade, we ask them how, how does the the Viking serenade stack up against the other ships? Did you like it? Was it sucked or was it uh, what? I didn't enjoy the suffering just because, you know, Sam put me on nights for weeks and weeks and weeks on end to try and stop me from partying. Um, And it was, you know, it was, it was a brutal ship. Um, And, you know, I think, a lot of it was going wrong. The, the toilets were always backing up. So there was a lot of complaints. The lemonade, I loved the crew. And I think everybody says that. We had to make our own entertainment because there was nothing else. And those three and four day cruises were brutal. So um, they both had their pros and cons. But we had some awesome parties on the serenade. Some that, um, you know, had some somewhat risque titles just because there was nothing else to do. So we'd all go into San Pedro and go and raid the thrift stores and stuff down there. And, you know, we had um, an S&M party. We had a Roman orgy party. Yeah, and- let's, let's slow down and tell us about those. <laughs> <laughs> S&M and an S&M and a what? I think it was an a Roman orgy? orgy party. Yeah, I mean, that's the title. Of course, nothing happened. It was a cruise ship party. Oh, come on. Um, <laughs> we, did get, we did get one of the guys to make an ice sculpture of a certain part of anatomy. So I think we had a, an ice sculpture in a naked form for our SM party. And um, yeah, everyone was dressed up in, you know, PVC and leather and plastic. <laughs> I think there was a big foam, like a paddling pool full of foam or something in the middle. I don't know if any of you worked with John Harristad, probably mispronounced his name. He was a first officer, uh, probably like six foot seven. So I think one of us brought him in on a leash into the party so yeah, we're was, gonna need we're gonna get any photos of this might have some somewhere i mean you might have to pay me for them or actually yeah. other people might pay me not to send them to yeah. <laughs> there you go that's a better strategy yeah, yeah. <laughs> we used to go off into ensenada and there was a little pizza place there and i always had tuna and pineapple on a pizza for me real quick can you say the last 30 seconds again yes i love tuna and pineapple on a pizza but don't repeat that part <laughs> very sorry you can you can cut that piece out if you like but it no is i'm not gonna cut it out i'm just um, I'm just yeah okay. i know i've yet to meet anyone else that likes it so we would go to this little pizza place in ensenada the owner got to know us and we made him a little name tag that said mr tuna and pineapple because we were there twice a week he knew that we'd be in there to get pizza and so we gave him this little name tag and he was so happy and then he started to kind of expand a little bit and then he would put banana on it sometimes. And I know Scott's face. <laughs> Super sweet guy. He would see us coming and he would just run out and get, you know, because he probably didn't keep tuna in the pizza place. But he'd always make me my little tuna and pineapple pizza. Fast forward about, oh, my goodness, 15 years. And my friend's parents had a boat down there in Ensenada. And they happened to go into this pizza place. And they were joking and going, I think this is where she used to get tuna and pineapple pizza. And he was like, was she British? And they were like, yeah, yeah. He used to come on a cruise ship. And he still had the name tag 15 years later. And he That's still awesome. remembers. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's awesome. Mr. Tuna and Pineapple. Well, because he never had any other idiot that wanted to eat tuna and pineapple on a pizza. <laughs> There's only one on the planet, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Don't if anybody goes to it. this pizza place, you'll have to let us know this pizza place, but um, we would like selfie pictures of you and Mr. Tuna and Pineapple Guy. 
eating tuna and pineapple. I can't remember the name of it. I have to look it up. Okay, Sovereign and um, Viking Serenade. Did you hit any other ships? Did you say Monarch? Brief stint on the Monarch, but in a kind of crew slash passenger capacity. I was doing a deck officer on the Sovereign. We were supposed to go to the Monarch together. That didn't happen. So I went to cruise on the Monarch for a couple of weeks with him. Um, needless to say, as in most shipboard romances, when I got there, things weren't as quite as I expected them to be. And there'd been some kind of shifting and moving of sands. Um, I think I spent the first week in his cabin and things just did not go well. And then I spent the second week in a passenger cabin because, uh, as you know, things things move very quickly in the shipboard romance uh, department. But I do have to tell you guys, because I know you always ask everyone this, I nearly did miss a ship in Barbados because running late with a senior officer. Luckily, they held the ship for us. But yes, I nearly missed the ship in Barbados. <laughs> How late were you? But not the not the officer that you're referring to. Was it the different? same officer? Yeah. So they weren't going to sail off without him. Good, good guy to know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Winning character. Not mentioning any names. <laughs> but um, so yeah. So I had a brief stint on the Monarch, and uh, but it was more in a passenger capacity than a crew capacity. And then I was due to go to do round trip Barcelona, 12 days. Um, I think it was on the vision, maybe. Anyway, so something else happened and that didn't happen. And then I ended up leaving ships in like 97. So I only spent about three years, um, but it was an action-packed tuna and pineapple kind of uh, <laughs> career path. A tuna, pineapple, S&M, orgy kind of three years. Uh-huh. I can see the title of this one already. <laughs> You're writing your story for us. Thank you. <laughs> On So now that we're talking about shipboard um, romance or shipboard relationships, um, uh, crew or not, did you ever hook up with a passenger? I did. And it's Ooh. funny because listening to most people, everyone's like, no, 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 no. It was definitely not something that I was, I never looked for passengers. And, you know, we were barely allowed in the nightclub. I mean, I was in the nightclub at times when I wasn't supposed to be and um, got into some trouble with that as well. We all know with, as an assistant person, <laughs> I was on the serenade and it, we were up in the disco. So I was first super, no, maybe I was second payroll then, but anyway, I was allowed up there, but I did have a couple of dances with this uh, gentleman and he was a passenger. He did ask me afterwards, you know, like, could we maybe go on a date sometime? And I was like, I just don't know how this all works. Like I'm here. You're in LA, like it just doesn't seem right. But anyway, I but for the next three days. <laughs> yes. So I actually ghosted him. I we met in the nightclub and um he was actually from Argentina as well. So the Brits and the Argentinians have a not very great relationship. Yeah. So have all the nationalities. He was from Argentina. Um we had a fun time, but then I ghosted him and I don't know how, but he tracked my crew cabin down. And just like turned up outside the door one day and I about lost my mind. I was like, whoa, I'm not sure if this is, you know, this you definitely shouldn't be here. And I certainly don't want to get in trouble for you being downstairs in the crew area. And I'm certainly not going to go to your cabin. Um, so three days ended, he left. I never thought I'd see him again. And then the 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 shoreside phone rang 
and someone called me on my radio and said, hey, you've got a phone call from outside. Can you come and get it? For most of us, that was something like an emergency at home or something like that. So I came up to the phone. I was like, oh, my goodness, what's happening? And it was him. I don't know how he got the number, but he's like, can I take you out for lunch sometime? And I'm like, I'm a purser. We don't ever get off the ship. I just have to bribe people to go to Delamo Mall for me to pick up, you know, toothpaste or something. Because we just never got off in San Pedro. Anyway, I managed to wangle it and he picks me up for lunch. And so we have lunch. And cut a long story short, 12 years later, I was still with the same guy. Really? So, wow. Yes. What? I said wow. was. 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 But, so, yeah. So when everyone says, no, I never dated a passenger. Not only did I date a passenger, I left ships for him and I spent 12 years. Wow. So, so he really yeah. wore you down. <laughs> he, he really wore me down. And the funny thing was he'd come and cruise because, you know, back then you could have your family members come and cruise and they would just pay the port taxes. So he would come every couple of weeks. And um, I think Ringborn was the captain. He was a little bit strict and he didn't want to sign my um, visitor for him to come and cruise because we weren't married. I had to get a little bit upset because he'd let all the deck officers have all their girlfriends come and cruise whenever they wanted to. But there was a different rule for the hotel department. So I think I had to get Malcolm Chapel involved. Go Malcolm. And so he went head to head um, with the captain and finally he, he signed my stuff for me. So he'd come and cruise quite a lot. But um, Carlos Pedersini was the staff captain, also from Argentina. And we had a deck officer who was from Argentina too. For my uh, passenger boyfriend, it was like heaven on earth because I would go to work and he would go hang out with the Argentinian deck brigade and have a great time. So he was definitely living his best life. Did he actually, you said he, he was out in LA. Did he live in Los Angeles then? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so that's where you ended up after ships. You ended up in California for a little while. I did, yes. So I ended up in Diamond Bar. Um, oh, I think you were in Diamond I think, Bar. Yeah, yes, <laughs> <laughs> worse. And then Redlands. So I spent about. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We just kind of went. Yeah, um, further east. About you know, you keep going further away from LA and like the hot spots. Diamond Bar, I mean, it's a nice suburb town, but it's just way out there. I mean, that's got to yeah. be like an hour drive from LA, isn't it? Like an hour east, depending um, on traffic. About, yeah, it was about 40, 45 minutes. Um, 45 minutes I, to two hours, depending on Yeah, traffic. depending on the four or five, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I lived there for a while and then ended up in San Diego. But um, oh, yeah, San Diego's so... Cool. Oh, I know. America's yeah. finest city. So that yeah, was... That was kind of my uh, passenger story. So I spent uh, 12 years with a passenger that I met on the cruise ships. Yeah. Now, let, let me ask you this, whether it's this guy or a crew member or who, whoever, where's the strangest place uh, that you did it on a cruise ship? To be honest, I think it was pretty boring. I think it was mostly cabins. I think I got in enough trouble drinking and um, being in the <laughs> nightclub at the wrong time. I may have also had a bit of a situation in the safety deposit box room from too much drink i passed out got a carpet burn on my nose so oh Oh, that's classic Um, passenger boyfriend was found in my cabin during inspection cabin inspection day and they didn't know that he was you know sailing as my guest and that was a whole bunch of nightmare too so We'll go oh, with that one. Imagine. Was he still dressed up from the party and had a leash on? 
Pretty much. Define dressed up. (laughs) So how did you manage to get out of, I mean, whenever, when I first started at Royal, they were super strict about those common cards. And if your name appeared on a certain amount, I think it was just three. It was like a death wish. Right. You would, you would get fired or you let go. So I don't know how you managed, because it sounds like you got more than three comments. How did you manage not to get fired? I think in my defense, a lot of them didn't actually Carpet have my burn name. On the nose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think at the time I was the only blonde British purser, but I did work with uh, Monica. Can't remember her last name, but she was German and blonde. So sometimes I would kind Heart of go, nerd? "Yes, yes." Yeah. So I think I kind of once in a while went blonde, German, British. Uh, they probably just got a little. Yeah, confused. Americans can't tell the difference. I guarantee you, ninety percent of them can't tell the difference. Yeah, we all sound the, the same. The one, the one time I got written up by a passenger, I just got written up once. It had my full name on it. Eric <laughs> Alvarez from the front desk did X, Y, Z, this all this stuff. Yeah, so I had no, I couldn't get out of it. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Eric Alvarez <laughs> from the front desk did not come and unblock my toilet in a timely yeah. fashion. Shame on him. Yeah, no, it was worse. It was a lot worse than that. Like I'm never sailing and I'm telling all my friends back home <laughs> never oh, to wow. sail on Royal Caribbean again with and my name at the top of it. They were. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I got specifically written up one time as a chief purser. Oh, um, wow. it, kind of in my defense. I mean, I shouldn't have let it bother me as much as it did, but um, I was just fed up with these people. Um, it was two uh, airline stewardesses that had lost their luggage. Airline <laughs> stewardesses lost, had their lost their luggage That's lost by the airline, of course. Right. Yeah. And it was one of these, and I can't remember where we were, but it was one of these where the luggage just would could not get caught up to the ship. You know, it would come just after the ship would sail, and every day they would come up and just scream and bitch. And we were, you know, I was giving them, you know, vouchers for this. And of course we were trying to borrow clothes and all this stuff. And they just came up just screaming and bitching about the last, you know, near the toward the end. And I'm like, look, um, if you don't like all this stuff that we're, we're trying to do for you, we'll just take it back. We'll just take all these vouchers back and then we'll see how you're doing. And of course, (laughs) and, but I think their luggage came like on the day they were signing off or finally caught back up when we were, when they were leaving, of course, the agent brought it on and opened it up and it was full of the tiny little uh, liquor bottles, you know, that they used to have on the airlines, just full, both suitcases just full. And I'm like, no wonder they were so upset because they had all this liquor in their, in their suitcase that they didn't get to drink while they were on board hotel manager actually called me in and he said did you really say this and i'm like uh yeah <laughs> that's but that's back before they uh everybody hides their liquor in shampoo bottles and stuff now yeah, yeah. yeah no it was it was perfectly okay back then this was on renaissance oh, so they were not they they weren't Nazis about the whole thing. We we got uh, uh we got written up uh we got in mentioned in the comic cards luckily it was the stage stat, the stage text. And so that encompasses, you know, us backstage, the, the lights, the sound, you know, that's the, the guys in the black shirts. And it was, and it was a really, really bad, like it was a, it was How a big thing. How do you get written up in comments? <laughs> like you don't, 
well, had that much it, guest interaction. Well, we well not supposed to, not supposed to. <laughs> but um, so it was. Uh, it the reason that we were mentioned. It was a black shirt stage tech that my daughter is running around with on the you know that that uh, and a few of us were like, well, look, we've decided to take this week as a break, and we haven't done anything, and we've got plenty of witnesses for all kinds of stuff. So I know it wasn't the stage staff because we were all four with each other, you know, this whole week, we're like, we're, we, we had a bye week We're like, slow down. So I have no idea who that was, but you know, we had a big meeting with the cruise director and, and, you know, whatever. And they're like, well, nobody is specifically mentioned in this. And I hate to fire all eight of you, but um, yeah. <laughs> you, better, you better chill it out. We're like, we're running close to time. Do you have any other story that you want to, you want to tell us? I think my last one was probably one of my best and worst nights on the Sovereign. Still remember it to this day. I can't remember who was hotel manager or whatever, but they all went off to go to some big meeting in Miami. So the bar manager, the hotel manager, all the big wigs. The chief person was left in charge. So he decided because we'd all worked really hard. And again, because of the comic cards, we never got a day off. I think I worked nine months on the Sovereign and didn't get a single day off. So he's like, I'm going to be nice. I'm going to take the purses to the dining room. And Rain were playing and, you know, we all love them. And so then we're all going to go see the show. And we're going to have such a great night. So what he did, though, was he got all the quiet purses at the 6.30 dinner and made the mistake of putting all the crazy alcoholic purses on the second seating. So needless to say, we'd all had a couple of drinks before dinner. We get to the dining room and the wine's flowing. And, you know, the, do you remember the days of the $50 bottle of Cristal? And, you know, that was my introduction to Cristal. And after that, I was like, oh, I can't drink anything that's not fancy <laughs> like that. So we had drinks before. We had loads of drinks in the dining room. We had a blast. Unfortunately, we went to see Rain. And I think we were the loudest group of people. And again, the comments oh, that came no. back from that night were, <laughs> we couldn't hear the show because uniformed officers were being really loud and they took up all the front of the seats and the stage so we weren't at the back being quiet where we were supposed to oh were we you were, did they let you guys up in front of the set not like upstairs on the side no we were we started off the back and then i think we got down to the front and we were giving it maximum <laughs> and that's awesome. it was not awesome so um <laughs> after rain we all thought it'd be a great idea to go up to the disco and so of we course. all end up in the disco yeah. and i'm an assistant person and i'm not supposed to be there um i was working with Mixter was there. Sam oh was there. Michael Figgis. Michael Figgis. Oh my God, he's so much fun. John Griffin, yeah. yes. John Griffin. I think Mark was the chief purser. One of the IT guys was absolutely hammered and was like sniffing a head down, sniffing a chair in the nightclub. Oh, so, no. Yeah. And then a couple of the assistant purses, because remember, there used to be the, there wasn't a crew cabin for them. They only had the passenger cabin up on deck nine forward or deck eight forward. Oh, that was that a crew wasn't the cabin. case when I was there. Oh, so they, I guess we had too many male APs. Oh, so okay. we had a Norwegian assistant purser who, you know, had come straight from Norway where beer was $6 a bottle and all of a sudden it's 50 cents and, we're in the dining room drinking Cristal. So a passenger came down to the front desk and said, I think one of your crew members is dead in the corridor upstairs. <laughs> so we were 
all absolutely hammered. And needless to say, everybody came back on after their meeting in Miami and just read all these comment cards. And they were just horrendous about the purses were drunk. They were loud. They were obnoxious. They took over the ship. Um, and even the chief purser, I remember the next day, came into the back office. He had a pair of sunglasses on. He was missing a, an arm on one of them. So they were kind of like all skew with. And he just comes to the back office and just lay on the floor and went, oh, my goodness, what did we do last night? So we all got absolutely, we were in so much trouble for that night. And so I think after that, they never let anyone, all the big wigs go off the ship at once because we just couldn't <laughs> be trusted. So I said, best night for us. I feel bad for the passengers because if that, if I paid to be on a cruise and it was full of drunk crew members, I probably would have been a little bit upset too. Um, but oh, we wow. had an awesome night and we did lose <laughs> our job. So yay. <laughs> yeah. I think most, I mean, from what I remember, as long as it wasn't too obnoxious, the guests generally like to see the crew members, especially the officers, loosen up. Um, they used to like seeing officers in the like disco and things like that because it was just kind of like they got to interact more with the officers that normally they wouldn't interact with. So generally speaking, of course, as long as it's not too much. <laughs> and it sounds like this was, this was too much. This was just a little bit too much. Just but, a tad. Uh, <laughs> just a tad. But you live and learn. And yeah. um, needless to say, that didn't happen ever again. And I, again, I think I went back to night shift for the rest of my career on the Sovereign. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait, before we go, you said you were going to do an American accent. I was waiting for that, did? yes. I yeah. did. I said when the passenger called out, and he went, hey, honey, I don't understand her. She don't speak no English. <laughs> I don't know what part of the country that's from. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Texas. I've been here 27 <laughs> years next month, <laughs> and I still can't do an American accent. So, <laughs> Where are you now? What, what part of the States? I'm in Denver. Oh, in Denver. Denver. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What do you do so, in Denver now? So I went back to school, actually, when I got off the cruise ships for about seven years and got my graduate degree. And I'm actually a dietitian by trade. So I'm into oh, the right. food thing like you are, Scott. And I know Brad smokes a lot of meat. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, and actually directly related to cruise ships, because I, I think I joined the Sovereign. I was probably, you know, 100 pounds. And I left the Viking lemonade at like 150. So I definitely <laughs> needed some, uh, some healthy eating tips and stuff. So really, the cruise ships led me to my current career path. There's yeah. a couple, I know that there's a couple of uh, ex-Royal Caribbean people that live in the Denver area, like uh, Erica O'Brien. The other mm -hmm. one was Lucille, Lucille Moreno. I, she it, was my Marth roommate. She was Lucille my roommate was? for a while. I love Lucille. Oh my, oh my God. gosh. I love it. Is, is this Queen, Queen of the Yes. Yes. Queen, Queen of, of the Rafts. Queen of the Rafts. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Is she still in Colorado or does she? I don't know. I saw her at the reunion in 2011. Um, okay, so why was that the reunion at 2011? And I was spent a lot of time with Lucille at the reunion, so we must have bumped into one another. Yeah. I mean, I've got pictures. I just, again, I'm sure it was one of those where we're just trying to get around everybody, and there was a lot of this. Um, there's, so there's a big you're, you're, picture. You're in, I remember you now. You're in that picture that we all took together. It's a oh, bunch purses. of it. Yeah. 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 You're in that. You're in okay, that. Okay, so... <laughs> so uh, it's so bizarre. So That's bizarre. crazy. So, 
we clearly were all there, but we clearly don't remember. Is that the reunion that I went to? No, no, that's the one. This at is the, the one. Was in my uh, second one? It, or in Fort Lauderdale? Fort Lauderdale. Oh. Yeah, this yeah. is in Fort Lauderdale. So that's so funny. So you know what? It's funny because I do remember Lucille was in Colorado. I should look her up. When we, she was my roommate, and after the carpet burn, they came and got me in a wheelchair and took me down to my cabin, and I was on <laughs> cabin arrest. <laughs> And she was my roomie, so she would open the fridge first thing in the morning and go, beer for breakfast. And I'd be like, I'm not allowed to drink because I'm in trouble. She'd be like, oh, you'll be fine. So we'd sit in the cabin and listen to Steely Dan and drink all sorts of oh, stuff. Oh, Steely Dan. Yeah. Uh, again, I, Lucille, I just love, love, love working with her. She was so much she fun. Was so she hilarious. was so fun. Everyone loved her. She yeah. was so much fun. Oh, we'll have to see if we can track her down. She's going to have stories. stories that you're going to be like, all right, we better block four hours for this one. Yeah, she's yeah. She's, she's fantastic. Hey, isn't Marty, Marty Guthrie in Denver? She's not in Denver. She's in Colorado. Do you know Marty Guthrie? Uh, what's her last name now? She's married. She's a guy married on the some, ships. Yeah, so I think it was a cruise director on board, wasn't it? Uh, coffee, coffee, Craig Coffee, Craig, Craig Coffee, oh, Craig Coffee. Oh, that wow. name yeah. sounds familiar. So Marty Guthrie is now Marty Coffee. She married. I have to um, look her up. She doesn't live in Denver, but she I think she lives in Colorado Springs, or she lives. I know she lives oh, in Colorado. Colorado yeah. Springs is about forty-five minutes from here, so not far. Oh, so. that's not bad. I think no. don't don't hold me to it. Yeah, I know. But I know but she's in Colorado. We need to get Marty on here too. Yeah. The list yeah, just yeah. keeps getting longer. Anyway, uh, Sue, so do you have anything else that you uh, need to get off your chest? Uh, I think I've got a lot off my chest. Yeah. <laughs> it well, was great. One more, this is going to be a good episode. I'm one more excited. time. So, Sue, take us out with your one more try for your best American voice. Hey, y'all. Uh, I hope you've all enjoyed this podcast and it's going to be <laughs> awesome. Oh, that was awful. That was like a Yay, no, that was better. That, that was, was that better. was better than the first time. Yeah, yeah. You could you should move to Chicago next time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you've got to level out some of the stuff in here. Yeah, but no, that was yeah. good. That was a lot better. That was good. Maybe that was all right. 27 years and I might have it down. It's a lot better than Scott's Israeli accent. Yeah, I mean, in in his defense, it's it's all still a work in progress. Well, (laughs) thanks so much for coming on. It is uh, it has been a pleasure having you on the podcast, and hope to have you on here again soon. (laughs) Thank you so much, and nice to meet you again. And you, nice to meet you all again. And I'll keep listening. And yes, please do. Yeah, keep listening. Take care. All right, ciao, ciao. Bye. That was oh that was great yeah that is too funny that we were at the reunion after she mentioned being at the reunion i remember specifically seeing her in that picture thinking who is that hot blonde girl why do i not know that hot blonde person hey everyone the ship is about to set sail which brings us to an end for today we hope that you enjoy the podcast for bonus audio and if you would like to see this podcast and video please visit our youtube channel my ship story you can also find us on facebook and instagram as my ship story don't forget to let us know if you're a past or present crew member and if you have a story that you would like to tell or if you like you can email us your story for us to read on the air email us at my ship story podcast at yahoo.com that's my ship story podcast at yahoo.com goodbye for now and be sure to tune in next week same time as we'll have a new podcast every monday bon voyage